0: Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels Jesse Holly and Shannon Gross let's
3: take him to school jazz. You're looking at a live shot of the Ford Center and Tostitos Championship Plaza here at the Star in Frisco, home of your Dallas Cowboys. Hello, everyone. Benvenito to Cowboy Nation. And you are now rocking with the best. I'm Heckman Harrison in the studio with the, with the guys. I got everybody on deck here from the Hanging with the Boys crew. A uh, guy that played hooky on Tuesday. We'll let him go. He had a legit legitimate excuse, but, you know, Mr. FICO 900, Kirk Diesel himself. Is Kirk Daniels is in the building and across from me, uh, Emmy nominated, Emmy nominated former wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Jesse Holly, and on the phone is Big Nate. Newton on the road made it in 20 hours uh, to Cali like a dog stopped for breakfast at some random uh, hotel <laughs> because of the, the, if, the travel news from Jesse three-time Super Bowl champion Mr. Nate Newton is on the horn and fellas like I start every single show I want to check your mentals how are you this morning and Nate since you out there I hear the horns going off Nate how are you this morning sir?
4: I'm doing great, man. I'm sitting here with the media, uh, the San Diego charged media. They got the tables with lightning bolts all on. Them. They got everybody with a powder-blue this and powder-blue that and lightning bolts. Man, I'm about to strike somebody up here just for the hell. Up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nate, keep your, hands to your, keep your hands to yourself. Nate, we need to get you back to Dallas. We need to get you back to Dallas. Kurt, how are you, man?
2: Good, 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 good. Missed you guys on Tuesday. I'm happy to be back. I appreciate you having me
3: here. Absolutely, absolutely. And Jesse, how are you this
5: this fine uh, afternoon, sir? I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. I had some focus issues earlier this morning. I couldn't focus in on nothing today, but I'm... I'm, I'm Stop. Nah, for real. But I took a five-hour yeah. energy, and I think that helped me out a little Ooh,
2: bit. hope you don't crash later So, then. I
5: know. If it happens, it happens. It's all good. <laughs> well,
3: well, well, You're don't, ready now.
2: It's all that I'm matters. I'm ready now. It's all about I'm present. That's I'm all present good. in the moment. I'm That's all,
3: that, i I love to hear it. And also joining us uh, from Irvine, California, Mr... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, let me say this, man. This dude right here, Mr. Hollywood himself, I turn on my TV, and who do I see? Who do I see on my TV on oh, Colin Cowherd yesterday? My man Isaiah back. What's up, Zay? What's up, Richie How y'all doing? Man, doing good, doing good. How are you today, brother?
1: Man, everything's good, man. Just sitting out here in this nice weather, trying to trying to duck and dodge the sun, even though it's only seventy-five, it's still still lighting it up a little bit in terms of the heat index. But uh, it's it's nice, man. Practice is about to pop off.
3: Man, that's that is wonderful, guys. Hey, for me, let me just check in, too, today. Uh, Please, my son is playing his first yeah high school scrimmage yeah today. <laughs> And I won't be able to make it. Mm. And this is the first game that he's ever had that I could not make it to, and it is burning me up. But you know,
2: you got a pretty good reason, though.
3: I do. I have pretty, pretty good reason. But I, I tell you what, man. You daddy know,
5: sometimes gotta make that bacon, though. He do. Sometimes <laughs> daddy. Got, gotta and say, that's what I'm doing. You gotta say, listen, son. I, you know, I, he know you. Here's the thing. He knows you wants to be. He want to be there. Like yeah. that. It's not yeah. a question of. Dang, my dad never. He yeah. knows you want to be don't there. No, no, no! <laughs> Listen, Nate, I've been I, trust me, I've been left on the porch far too many times to know what it feels like when a daddy don't want to be there. I trust me, Nate, I'm an expert at daddy not wanting to be there. Okay, oh my God. this I can tell you that Heckman wants to be there, and Junior gonna know that you want to be there. But sometimes, sometimes, daddy gotta go get the bacon so that Junior and the rest of the family can eat. Yeah.
3: So that's what we're doing, man. we we putting it to Wilbur today so we can get that bacon. And so he will definitely understand. But getting on with this show, Kurt, I want to ask you, since you did play hooky uh, on Tuesday for a good reason, news and notes coming out of camp on the joint practice. Anything came out that worth that note? Are we
2: healthy? That's probably the main thing is starting to see a few banged up injuries. Jordan Lewis left practice with a hamstring. Sounds like he's going to be out a little bit. But they think he'll be back in time for first game. And today, Noah Brown is out with a toe injury. So apparently, uh, hopefully, that's nothing too serious. Hopefully, they're just giving him a little rest. But it's kind of a, a mass unit in the wide receiver core right now because Lamb's out as well.
3: Yeah, that was – I think that was the one thing that kind of shook me up when they talked about his foot, but then it comes out that he had a cut on the bottom yeah, of his s- foot, nothing. stitches
2: or something, so right. be bad.
3: Nothing major. But, guys, out there in California, I want to go right out there to you because, man, the last time we had a joint practice, boy, we came back in the studio and it was Debbie Downer uh, in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. I want to know, how did you guys feel about yesterday's practice and assessment because Zeke and Micah spoke to the media yesterday and they spoke. and they both said a few times about tempo. So, Nate, I know you were a stickler for that, and you mentioned the tempo as well. What was your feeling uh, about yesterday's joint practice?
4: I was kind of trying to do double duty because uh, the great Isaiah Stanback was off doing things for (laughs) Colin Cowherd. So I was watching the wide receiver as I was watching a little bit of the pass rush. But what impressed me the most was that our offense, when they went into normal down and distance. For the first time and forever, we had two series where we ran the ball for more than four yards. Nobody leaked off. Everybody was on their blocks. They wasn't perfect, but everybody was on their blocks. Uh, both teams were consistent in finishing, trying to finish their plays. High tempo, very combative, but no fighting. It was it was a pleasure and it was a joy to see that. But now the Dallas Cowboys did fizzle out. They must knew that Isaiah was back. And,
3: now say i gotta i gotta ask you man how did you feel about the pace of practice and did you feel like uh the cowboys atoned for the for the bad practice in denver
1: it was better it was better i don't know i don't know i mean you, you put away what happened in denver you throw that away Put that in the back pocket and never bring it up again, uh, because now it's another opportunity. It's a new week. Uh, we're into week two of the preseason, and these guys are playing against probably the best team in the league and in terms of what's on paper. So it's a, it's a it's a great challenge for these guys stepping into another environment uh, that they're unfamiliar with, um, going against a highly competitive team um, in the in the same dog on division. You know, in terms of the AFC West. So these guys. These guys are. Um, they matched the tempo yesterday. I felt like, you know, and to what Nate said, you know, it, it did kind of fizzle out at the end. But it was good to see the intensity even leveled up from what we saw last week.
2: How, how big of a difference is it for as players not to have to worry about the, you know, the fighting, the tension, all that that's going on, and just really be able to focus on on getting getting reps in. Are on you? On.
1: Are you well, at, I mean, I, do that? I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, no, you go ahead on. Go ahead on, Isaiah. I was gonna shot. say that, Kurt. I don't think that it's something that you think about. You don't necessarily think about the fighting aspect. It's just mm-hmm. something that happens, right? When you have, you know, competitive individuals that are going at it, you got two men that are that are both prideful and both are proud of, you know, kind of trying to execute their their uh, assignments. All no, this, it's gonna get a little. It's gonna get a little. Uh a little hostile at times, and that's just football. Um, and if you didn't have that, you actually would be a little bit concerned. So, I mean, that's that's not the issue here, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing these guys today. I have a feeling that today is going to be a little bit more intense than, than what we saw yesterday.
3: Now, Jesse, what, what? nobody was more critical than you mm-hmm. of the joint practice, <laughs> and you know what, look, I kind of felt like we, we stepped into a booby trap when we got to Denver, all right? Uh, they set us up. We got in there, and then a lot of questions about toughness and things like that came out. From your assessment, when you looked at the practice, like everyone else, man, what did you come away with? Did you feel as though, okay, yeah, they recognized the error in their ways, and they came out with a little bit more toughness? Did they change your mind uh, in that aspect?
5: No. Just because you cut hair one time, that'll make you a barber. Okay. And so, you know, just – you, you know, you come out and you want to see them respond. You want to see them, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's weird that, that people would say, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're saying this, people would say that, you know, that Denver caught them sleeping. You were coming to play football today, fellas. The hell you thought it was going to happen that day? You thought it was going to be, you know, patty cake and we were supposed to just, you know, plant 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 flowers in, in on the sideline? No, we came to play football. So, you know, coming out today, uh, well, yesterday in, in that joint practice, there was, yes, a more readiness because they heard, they heard the talks last week. They did. They mm-hmm. heard it. They heard it across the board, and they didn't want that. You saw that kind of with Zeke in the way that he was running the football. He was like, oh, yeah, oh, nah. we're going to get to that. He's like, y'all, y'all won't catch me slipping this week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> y'all won't catch me slipping this week. Um, but there's still, when, when, when things got into – not seven on seven when things got into those live periods where it was you know it was 11 on 11 it was kind of the competition period you saw a dip in the way that the the production started happening for the cowboys and you don't want to see that dip you you want to see that when it gets to that portion of practice where it becomes live and it's the real thing and it's everything but tackle to the ground I wanna see the elevation. I, I wanna see those things go up. I wanna see those blocks get finished, those passes get completed, those routes get run crisp. I wanna see all those gaps being filled. I don't wanna see the breakdown in coverage. Right. I wanna see that part of the practice be elevated. It's easy when it when you do seven on seven and one-on-one. On one. That's the easy portion. There's no, there's no there's no consequences in that. There's no rush, your 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 vision isn't obstructed and all that kind of stuff. I wanna see when 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 you gotta deal with the real type situations will you elevate your productivity in practice because that's going to carry over to the game you need more
3: evidence basically is what you're saying C, cut yes. some more cut some more heads before yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, tell yeah, me yeah, you get yeah, your yeah. barber's license you know yeah yeah like, there's a
5: reason why your chair is empty you <laughs> cut a few more heads and then you'll get some hey more man clothes. i
3: can't even talk about anything to do with <laughs> haircuts at all so just leave me out of it completely but nate Nate, I got to use your eyes, man, on on this. You know, you had a lot of questions about the offensive line, and I've talked to you uh, about that offensive line, about guys like Ball, about the the rookie Smith. Of your assessment, these guys going up against the likes of the Bosa's and the Khalil Max, how did you Mm. feel about them yesterday? Were they firing off, man, or was it a little bit of the same for both of those players?
4: No, 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 it was much better. What? Uh, Yeah, yeah. now, uh, Bosa got our boy one time. He, he he put him to sleep with a double move, and he jumped back outside. Uh, he got him, and did, but most of the time he was competitive. A lot of times these drills are designed for the defense. And uh, and uh, Cleo Mack went against our boy at uh, 77. He did a hell of a job, and so on and so forth. You know, the, the uh, president handled his business. Our center, you know, you still got to get a few more rocks in his box and learn how to sit down. Uh, <laughs> a little guard played better. Uh, and I'm talking about number 73. And Smith, he played much better. He got his hands inside much better. And just doing one-on-one pass rush. And, uh, and, and my man, um, McGovern, he's still right now in my eyes. Maybe they made changes around, but in my eyes, he's still practicing better and playing better at this time. But both of them show uh, a, a little bit of improvement in these, in these practices from what I saw yesterday.
3: And Nate, you said the president you are calling that's Zach Martin right Is that he's who the
4: Bush, He's the Bush or <laughs> Bakerville. Call the, I call him the president not look at him if we had five of them we had
3: never word about that yeah. The president
2: I, I, I heard that go ahead Karen. You're 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 saying that Connor McGovern is playing better than Tyler Smith right now at left guard Right now if yeah.
3: you go back and
4: look at the games because I've in the whole the whole deal I saw I saw the two trees and I understand how the forest is made And right now uh a man does not know all of his plays. He blew a, a three step drop that I did not take kindly to. That's how you get your quarterback hurt. And right now you gotta have to get your hands inside because you had some penalty and then none of that happened to Connor McGovern and they played him at right guard as well as left left guard. So right now he's ahead of him. If I had to start the game today I would be a little bit more comfortable with Connor. You know, and if you wanted to work the guy in after we get a lead, a tremendous lead on the team, then you work him in. It's, it's show something great here. In the next few days, uh, they say we're going to live with this first four or five games to get him the experience. Let's go with it.
3: Now, is he ahead by a mile? Is is, is it? No, is this? just by a little bit. Just by a little, bit. By a little bit. And so over this, over this next scrimmage, today's scrimmage and the preseason game, do you look for Smith to kind of Create that that you know that gap uh, between him and McGovern because I think as an organization, if he's not starting, mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself some serious questions yeah. about did you pick the right guy?
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know that was one of my things. I, you know, I that end, that that, we ride on that. If you draft a guy, you better know basically. You yeah, know, I understand it's yet. always a mystery, but you better know what's happening. You better have a good. You better have a eighty to ninety percent. Hey, this is our guy. So, but anyway. What he has to do is close his look gap and then separate himself just as to
2: that. If if you if it's you know a week or two, you know down the road and Connor McGovern's still the the favorite, they still the you you'd say the starter at left guard. Do you start working Tyler Smith more at tackle?
4: No, you don't. No, he, he can't play guard. What makes you think he can play tackle? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, tell it like it is, <laughs> Nate. he may go. He may go to the right tackle and have a little bit more success. But do we understand and, do we, and please don't ever forget what does it take to play the left tackle? You got to be a pit bull with with ballerina feet. I'm talking about prima donna ballerina feet. You know this kid is slow on his feet. He's right now. He want to grab and hook and hold, but that ain't that ain't. If you're riding a bronc and a, bro, a rodeo show, you good. Well, this is the barrel race. You got to be quick and
3: nimble on your feet, baby. Mm. <laughs> now, Zay, I got to ask you, man, because I want to talk about your, one of your favorite subjects and your favorite player right now for the Dallas Cowboys, probably you and Jesse, because I've heard some scathing criticism from both of you for one semi-fajoco. <laughs> and right now, Simi Fajoko is showing people in his second year, man. He's he's made the jump. He's making plays in camp, and uh, you're not hearing about any drops or slow out of his breaks, things like that. But Isaiah, tell me what what is your feeling now on, on Simi Fajoko?
1: I just need to continue to see it. I need to continue to see it. Practice is one thing, you know, and, and game is another. And I know everybody's going to see the touchdown last week, and yeah, I, yeah no, I'm not going to take anything away. From him in that regard, he scored a touchdown, but it wasn't like it wasn't like you routed somebody up and just became open or made an amazing – you know what I mean? It's just – I want to see him continue to make those plays. I want him to continue to show up, and he still needs to show up as a specialist. That's what I'm still waiting to see. I still don't see them valuing him as a special teamer at this point in time. And I believe that when you're in the position that he's in, where you're number five – Receiver, you're the number you're the fifth or sixth option on this team. You have to make contributions on special teams, and Jesse and I both understand that. And I just don't feel like a bones fossil uh, values in that regard yet. Jesse?
5: You know, uh, just I'm looking at the names, you know, CD and Noah and, and Jalen and, and Dennis. The one positive, and it, it's it sucks, but this is the nature of the business. That Sydney Fahoku has going for him is his draft pick status. Yep. That's it. That is it. And and it, it may not seem like a lot. And Dennis Houston might actually outplay him. But it's yep. so hard to take a guy who you didn't draft and catapult him over a guy that you actually did draft. Hmm. Everything that goes into putting a guy on your draft board and evaluating him and, and actually that's his ego. No, it's it's just the nature of the beast. Hmm. Like that's how the business goes. It's it's we put so much value in this guy that we're going to give him every single opportunity, even if the guy that we probably think might be better than him. Wow. But because we drafted him in that kind of respectable range, he's going to get the nod. Even if the performance. He's going to get the nod a little bit more so than a wow. guy like Dennis Houston.
1: A- yes, And Kurt, yes, it is pride. It's pride and it's finances. You gotta think about it as the pride aspect. You gotta take that on the chin in front of absolutely everybody, in front of the whole world. And then, second, and then on the second side of things, you have to eat the money that you've given them. Hmm. You gotta eat it. So financially, you're investing substantially more into one player than the other. So those are two hard things. Talking about finances and pride, shoot, that bring most men to their knees.
5: Yeah, and 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 for a guy like Simi Fahoku and other guys, right? Because two weeks ago, all you heard about was T.J. Vasher. Right. You don't hear it. You you haven't heard about it. Hadn't heard a word. He
1: made some catches yesterday, though.
5: There's a difference between being a flash player or making flash plays and being a consistent player. That is going to get you on a roster. Because, yes, when you make one good play and then we don't hear from you for the next couple practices and then you make another flash play and we don't hear from you for another couple practices, that shows me there's a guy that I can't defend on. Mm -hmm. When I see the guy making plays continuously in practice every single day, and a lot of things that we miss, that I try to make sure that we project, is that one thing that the fans miss. where you might see a guy make a good catch in practice. Was his route right? Right? Is he do, is he lining up right? When you go back into the film room at the end of the day, you got those things that people don't get a chance to see. So you're saying, like, oh man, so and so had a good catch we missed a part when he lined up wrong three times, or we missed a part when he didn't run the right route at the right depth or didn't get out of his break. So those are the type of things that you kind of got to go back and really be able to lean on maybe some coach friends that you may have in the building to say, what about this kid isn't it... – that's where Nate comes from with the whole argument about Tyler Smith. If this is your first-round pick, why he ain't playing? Right. Because we may see yeah. a good one-on-one rep, or we may see a good couple reps in a the, in the practice – But then he's saying, wait, there there has to be more to the story. Then you go, oh, he don't know where he got to go on a three-step drop. I I can't trust that when I got a guy that's worth $40 million that he's responsible on to blocking for So it's all those other small little ancillary things that, that we don't sometimes really dig into. That is the determining factor on why guys aren't starting, why guys aren't getting the playing time or why guys get cut or all those other little things when you're talking about a player and for a guy like Semi Fahoku it's he's making some plays but they still kind of playing other guys in front of you, but they're trying to give you an opportunity. So it's like you got to just start looking at all those things and saying why and all that kind of stuff.
3: Let me ask you this. And both you, whichever you want to ask this uh, wide receivers, man, when it comes down to Jalen Tolbert, you know, obviously a lot of great things said about him in OTAs, in camp, but then he got in the game versus the Broncos and has a ball, a medicine ball thrown at him. He's probably going to take a hit. He doesn't catch it and he's caught a lot of heat uh, for some of the drops that he had in his first preseason game. When you guys, rookies, are just looking at a rookie, trying to develop into a guy that has a lot of pressure on him, especially with the competition really kind of just being handed to him as far as the third wide receiver, do you believe just from what you're seeing that he's ready or you need to see another step with him as well?
1: He has to continue to get reps, man. If There's reps for him. You got to understand he hasn't played at this level. Before, right? And he's been practicing against the Dallas Cowboys, but now all of a sudden this week, now he's playing playing against Chasey Jackson and the Samuel Junior. A little bit different. A little bit different, right? Um, so, I mean, it's it's all a learning curve for him, and you just want to continue to see progress. You know, you saw him drop one last week. Okay, that's well, that's one ball. That's one ball. That's obviously something that you don't want to see continue to show up. Um, but you know, you got to get a kid a chance to get his feet underneath him and continue to provide him opportunities to show you what he is capable of, and that's what the preseason for, is was for. Exactly what it's for.
2: Is this, in this day of age where there's so much talent at all levels of college football, is it still a big jump from a kid from South Alabama? Yep. To, yep. And I know Heck was like, don't go down on my, on my small
5: schools, on my HBCUs. <laughs> I'm sorry. It it, it it matters. It The game, when you try to tell people that the game moves faster, they're like, well, that guy, it, it's not this 100-yard distance faster. It's a second. It's a half a second. It's what you consider open at Southern Georgia and what you consider open at – I mean, at Southern Alabama and what you consider open at Alabama. Because
1: Those they, two they are – th- Jesse, let me, let me let me chime in on that. Who would you guys consider to be top
3: three fastest on the scene? Top three uh, – Dennis Houston is going to be in there somewhere.
1: Okay. Dennis Houston, okay. Cool. Jay
5: Lou. Probably Micah. <laughs> yeah, Micah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Are you, are you putting? Are you putting? Are you putting turpin in there anywhere? Sure. Put him in there. Okay. So turpin. All right. Let's use turpin. Turpin yesterday after practice sat up there and said that the reason why he didn't make any real returns last week is because he wanted to fill out the speed of the game. You're talking about one of the fastest dudes on this roster on the Dallas Cowboys, and he's trying to figure out. He's trying to adjust to the speed of the game. The USFL. Doesn't match the NFL, mm-hmm. so you doggone right. College to the NFL is going to be a huge jump.
4: I, I, right. I do not agree with that. I do not agree with that because you I don't.
3: No, I'm just joking. I had, I had oh, to do no, <laughs> You know, look, my only thing about this, we've seen a DeMarcus Ware come in from Troy. We've seen guys, Hatcher, come in from Grambling State University. There have been guys that have come from small schools that have made the NFL jump, and you didn't see that difference uh from the way. Hatch took time, though. Hatch took
5: time. Okay. DeMarcus was but a it, different – DeMarcus, is, like, there's sometimes –
3: You miss. These are also positional differences as well.
5: Like Demarcus Ware is a. What I'm saying is
3: you can't categorically say that for players that come from small schools. Yeah, but for
5: every Demarcus Ware, there's a ton of other guys who will never. Exception and not the rule. Right. Like you know, like like Alabama has a has probably Alabama right now probably has three years from now a first round pick that's only gonna play special teams this year. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That that kid to go to Troy and probably break whatever records that Troy at, at his position. But he's stuck on the depth chart at Alabama. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, I got you. And so, like, so, so, so every DeMarcus Ware that you get, there's, there's a ton of other guys in those small division schools who get swallowed up by the league. DeMarcus Ware is one of those dudes who just was – and if you got a chance to see Demarcus wear behind the scenes, you just you you know that God was like, now nah, he just different. I'm a, I'm just, God was like, nah, he gonna be different. He, no just, doubt. he, he may not it may not show initially, but when he gets to where he need to get to, I'ma show you how he different.
3: So guys, let's let's stick a pin in it right
5: there. We're gonna take our
3: first break, and we'll be right back to talk about my favorite subject. His his mama named him Micah. I call him the Bazooka. He's my favorite thing to talk about. Stay locked in with us here on Hanging with the Boys.
0: Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed.
3: Back to Hanging with the boys. Boys, Boys. Back in action here at the SWBC Mortgage Studios. I'm Heckman Harrison with Kurt Daniels and Jesse Holly and Nate Newton on the phone with us. Isaiah had to step away. Uh, he has Hollywood duties. Mm, said, he, you know, Isaiah, the next one up. seemed like, man, Isaiah, you mm. the next hey. one up out of here. Well, they of them, They loading them in quick, man. <laughs> and this second segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. I got to the read on time, mm-hmm. Jesse. But look, guys, I got to ask y'all. Uh that was your read? That was it. You were you were panicking about that read. <laughs> hey, I I know the lady that. Make sure that the read is done, so I want to make sure I got to that. But you you may
5: sound like you had
2: one of the long yeah,
5: reads. I, I
3: do, I do. That yeah. was coming up, but oh, I just had to oh, make okay. sure. Oh, I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, that one? You should have that one the back of the
5: memory. I don't. <laughs> hey, man, there's a lot of stuff going on, Jay. Give, give me a break, uh, all right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring our personal stuff into the show. Let me ask you this, <laughs> guys.
3: Two years ago, two years ago, if I said to you, that this defense would be the strength mm. of this team. Two mm. years ago, I'm gonna take you back. Mm. We're gonna yeah. go back in the hot tub time machine. Mm. All right. When uh Don Terry Poe and Everson mm. Griffin and Jalen Smith was swiping and Mike Nolan uh, running things. Yes. Mm. And, and at that time the defense was the hot boys. Giving up more <laughs> yards in Everdom for this for this for this team. We'd never, ever seen a defense quite like that. And then fast forward two years. Later, you have some some guys that are making strides on your team, doing some great things. You know, what is your feeling about that as being offensive-minded guys? Nate, you're offensive lineman. you receiver. Being that the things are starting to transform themselves into the defense being the strength of your team, do you think that this team can be successful with the defense being the strength?
4: Very much so. The Ravens did it. The uh, Saints did it. A lot of things, uh, the New England Patriots did it. But now it, it takes the pressure off your offense. All you have to do is be who you are and don't and, and, and take advantage of the situations that the defense can offer you. When you get a turnover, you come away with six. You know, when you get a short field, you come, over, come away with six. Courtesy of the defense. Courtesy of the defense. That's all that it is.
5: Yeah. I, because yeah. the name that you brought up, Saints did it, Patriots did it, Ravens did it. I wouldn't compare us to that Ravens defense. No, No, that's Mm -hmm. that's a historically, literally historically great defense. So I don't I want to compare us to that. But I think the biggest component in that was two things. You had a Hall of Fame quarterback. You had at that time, at those times, you had what will be considered those were the elite level quarterbacks when they were doing it. Drew Brees. Tom Brady. Okay. And then you had the coaching to match it. Bill Belichick, Sean Payton. You have to factor that in to why that defense was able to be whatever those defenses were at that time. There is a shift happening in this Cowboys sphere. It has historically been known to be an offensive football team, yeah. going dating back all the way to Nate's days in the early 90s. But it seems as if the defense has taken on the dominant personality in this program and on this team. The biggest thing about that now is, will the powers that be allow that to take the forefront of what we are? Hmm. I do <clears throat> think so. Because defense ain't sexy, y'all. It it ain't a sexy. But defense wins championships, Jesse. Winning is sexy. (laughs) Defense isn't sexy, y'all. Come on. Well, I'm, I'm like you. One of my favorite stuff to talk about is Michael Parsons. I think he has helped change the culture of this defense. And adding other pieces like a J. Ron Curse, um, you know, adding pieces like you know, like that to this mix gives you a. A, a more well-rounded, more physical, more tougher, more just stout defense. I still in my heart of hearts, though, and this is not the offensive guy in me, I still think they're going to rely heavy on the offense. I do think there's a culture change coming. I, I think it's it's happening right now. But I just, I don't think the powers that be are ready to fully relinquish the team and the team success and team everything over to it being a defensive team, because now that, that that makes you now a conservative offense.
2: Yeah, that's. I don't think in this day and age you can. I mean, it's an offensive league. Even the best defenses are going to give up some some yards and points. I mean, the Cowboys are one of the better defenses <laughs> last year. They gave up a lot of yards. Uh, do you have me? So they uh, offense yeah. is sexy. You're right, and I think this hey, fellas, offense.
4: I got. I got. I'm sorry, I got to get off right now. I have a, a prior engagement. Thanks, uh, big time, too. I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry, I got to do so with Colin Cowherd. Bye, bye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Hard.
3: laughs> hey, The I'm sorry, I got to do something with yeah. Colin Cahir. What were you
2: saying, Kurt? I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm not even sure anymore. <laughs> just big time, just totally. Um, but yeah, yeah, the offenses are. I mean, that's always going to be the sexy thing. That's that you're going to win. You need an offense. I, you, I don't know if these. The, yeah, that Ravens defense was so strong, but in today's NFL, could that offense have? you know got him to the championship. I, I don't I know. I mean
5: that Ravens defense had three or four Hall of Famer. Yeah,
2: so But true, but probably you've you got to score points in this league. And I think the Cowboys have that I mean they're not like running Joe Flacco out there. They've got an offense that can put up some points. So.
5: But and that's why I, that's why I have a I have I have this level of, of hesitancy in fully turning over because you're talking about almost sixty million dollars in two players on offense. Mm-hmm
3: now where you're allocating your money is where you that's your strength.
5: That's in real life too, right? right. Like mm-hmm. I can tell where your heart is at by where you put your money at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got two guys offensively who who's going who eats up a large portion of salary.
2: Yeah. And that's most teams, isn't it? Because your quarterback's always
5: right. But so so you're not going to let that side slide. Yeah. Like that's always going to be something that but at the end of the day, I just think that offensively, while while defense I know that the cliche defense win championships, but you don't get there unless you got a really good offense, excluding the Dolph. I mean, slew the Ravens and, and, and the Bears of 85. You got to have something offensively, and that's going to be what your quarterback. So I think the defense can make a huge stride and help out significantly and hopefully give you more opportunities to be more opportunistic and more offensive, but I, I still think I see it. I see the change, but I'm 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 maybe one that's still kind of leaning to the side of this is still going to be an offensive-minded team.
3: Yeah. I think the thing that gives me the op- optimism is the turnovers last season. Dan Quinn being having another season, uh, just the culture change that that you see happening here. Look. Defenses, like you said, this is an offensive league. You you know for sure what gets the the bodies in the seats is seeing offense, big points, things like that. We talk about the shortcomings of of the Dallas Cowboys on offense receiver, uh, being able to stretch the field, make big plays. But when you have a defense that can cover up maybe some of those shortcomings, I think – that's where the rubber meets the road for me with this defense. You know, if they can get those sack strip fumbles, maybe not have the, I, I, there's no, there's nothing proof positive about them being able to generate those same uh, interceptions and turnovers from last year, but getting stops, getting off the field, getting the, the offense, the ball back. Those are the things that I think for, from a culture change can be the difference on this team this year and help your quarterback who you know, like, look, he's, he's right there at that level to make that breakout If you, especially if you want to make a long run through the
5: playoffs, your defense can actually carry you. Is the defense actually ready to? That's the question. Th- that, that is the question because to say to carry a mm-hmm. team, is this defense ready to be the catalyst? Like is this defense ready to say across the board, like, you know, whether it's Jordan Lewis or Anthony Brown or Bland, whoever's gonna be that corner opposite Trayvon Diggs, are you ready to step up and be that guy? Right? I I, I don't like I, I take Micah out of the conversation because I know whatever we put him at, he's going to be good at, right? Yeah. But will you have the other guys around him step up to that level to say, you know what? Yeah, this is our team. This is how we're going to carry ourselves going forward. So we can say that there, there there's a shift coming or it looks to be a shift. Are these guys ready to be on the field the majority of the game? The the mm-hmm. dominant parts of the football game? Because that's what it comes down to. If this is going to be a defensive team, then now we're, we're more conservative on offense. We're not taking those shots. We're risking putting the ball in harm's way of turning the ball over. We're punting the ball more often than now going for it on fourth down because we're saying that our defense is that good, and so we're going to allow them to do what they do best and punt the ball away and not go for it mm-hmm. on fourth down and not take that shot down the field and to be more conservative on our play calling because if we get 13 or 14 or 17 points, let our defense do what they do. So that's a shoot. You ain't just talking about, letting them be the, the alphas. you're talking about a completely org- yeah. organizational shift, shift. Yes. on yeah. how you're running I don't,
2: know your- if, I don't know if we would want to see the 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 offense take the foot off the gas so to speak you want them to be aggressive but i do kind of think feel like the defense is ready to make that next step simply because you got your second year dan quinn you've got nearly every starter back you know so my hope at least is that these guys have a year of experience in this system. They've tasted some success with all the turnovers and such last year that they they can make be, be that leadership, you know, the leading side or whatever.
3: And maybe even by default, especially when you see Neville Gallimore making plays like in camp, he's bull-rushing guys into the ground. Terrell Basham is making plays as well. Then you bring in a guy like Anthony Barr who can free up Micah uh, for some more things. Jabril Cox uh, also making those strides. I mean, defensively, maybe it just happens because, look, you got all the right pieces. And as you ask, like, I know what Micah has. Who else is going to be that guy? And maybe we should also put Curse. Over there as well, because we see with with Jeron He's healthy. If he's healthy, what he can do uh, in this defense. But the defensive line right now, we've talked about this at Lent. The defensive line, we have a logjam of defensive tackles that we think that we can rely on to make that next jump. Now we've had that those back half questions, but even now, I think you feel a little bit better about the safety position, uh, the free safety position with Malik Hooker.
5: Yeah, I, and I do. I, again. My my pessimism or my hesitation comes from having to see it consistently.
2: Yeah,
5: that's where it comes from. It, it, it's 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 having to see the guy that you name, do it again, like digs, do it again. Right. You know what I mean like like that's where it comes in at it, 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 because historically there hasn't been any evidence that it's been done. So when you when you've been around this program for me since 2009 on the field and in the booth, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, I see, I I, I can see what they see, but I also can see where there's some inconsistencies at as well. And I know that too many inconsistencies at the wrong time will cost you in this league. And so that's just where that, that's where my hesitation comes in at it's it's Trayvon's not getting 11 interceptions people. I'm sorry. Like I I don't, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. La- that ain't happened in thirty years. What Longer. he did last year, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to think you're gonna double up a ten plus intercept season—that that's yeah, consecutive.
2: Yeah.
5: If he does, I'm willing. I'll, I'll give away a lot of money to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, we- and then and then like for guys like Micah, right? Now that there's film out on you, and I think I I, I think the world of Micah Parsons. But I do think that teams are going to come in now more often. Like, we see We see training camp, and we're seeing Micah running around guys and all that. You ain't seen one chip block on Micah in, in training camp. No. You ain't right, seen one right. tight end to his side. That's going to happen in the regular season, people. Like, mm-hmm. this this idea of Micah just being able just to run past people, it's real. Offensive coordinators know that. Yeah. And so they're going to do their very best to say, hey, let's put another hat on number 11 as many times as we possibly can tight end, running back full back slide the protection to his side whatever it may be but we just we just we as an offense as an opposing team's offense we can allow number 11 to run free because he's a game wrecker mm-hmm. and I would be I would be a monkey's butt of an offensive coordinator or offensive head coach to just say yeah we're going to let number number 11 just have one-on-one options all day long no that's not, how they got, that's not how it's played in this league. So I'm not saying that Micah can't be who he is. I'm just saying now it's no longer a surprise. Mm-hmm. And so OCs are going to say, where's 11? Cool. We're sliding the whole protection to his side. And, and we're going to get as many bodies and hats, and we're going to hit them and tag them as much as we – and it may not work all the time. But they're going to try it. They're going to attempt it. So when you see him do things in training camp, and you're like, oh, boy, he's running past so-and-so and so-and-so, you ain't seen that one rib get checked by a running back, not one tight end come across. The, you know, that stuff will happen in the regular season. So we just that's why that's where my hesitancy comes in at, because I'm saying, yeah. in order to take over that, you have to do it on a consistent level, and dudes just ain't going to give Micah and, and other people like that just free reign anymore. Right. You're now a target in the sense of game planning for offenses. Yeah. Kurt, anything to add?
2: Well, I had another question that something you mentioned earlier about the culture. And you had talked about, you know, the Pagers had Bill Belichick and Saints, Sean Payton. Can Dan Quinn change the culture? He has. Yeah, that's what I'm at. I think he has. But does does it have to come from McCarthy, per se?
5: I think it does because he's the guy that controls the most power. So yeah. to speak, I mean, we know who controls right, the right. ultimate power, but um, <laughs> around Where here it's like, God. Yeah. it's like God It's like God, and some people is like Jerry God, you know what I mean? But like, you know, what I mean that some to some, not me. I'm just saying to some. Um, don't, um,
3: don't pass go, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to hell. Um,
5: yeah, it, it's it's all about how much power will you give Dan Quinn? Yeah. And that's the thing; those guys had the ultimate power. You're talking about two coaches who literally had the say-so from personnel to drafting, to scheme, to everything. Dan Quinn has a small portion of that. He didn't have the whole kit and caboodle. He got, he got a little bit of, you know, he got a piece of a piece. Mm-hmm. And so while I think his influence is still great and mighty, it's not the final say-so. And that sometimes can be, it can be a roadblock. It, it, it can, because you may have ideas and thoughts and ways things to go, and you bring it to the meeting, and the guy who ultimately has the final sign-off on things might go, no.
3: All right. Now, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, Nate's back. Uh, Nate, that was quick. I'm sure you've heard that before.
5: She said. Golly. Nate said, I ain't going to play around with it. I'm going to get up in it and get about that thing. <laughs> Golly, oh, Nate. What's up? <laughs> yeah.
4: Man, yeah, and I'm here with y'all saying, and I, I agree, man, uh, if you're not going to give the coach uh, his coach's final say on what personnel you desire to be on this team, you're handicapping a guy. I, I agree with that
3: 100%. But Nate, I've even heard you mention, um, as far as you know, I've been pounding the table about putting uh, Micah out at the edge, and you've said, "Look, man, this this guy's a special talent. You can move him all around, and his ability to rush from the middle of the field and even cover—that's what makes him the greatest asset." for this defense. But even in that, what you were talking about just then, uh, Jesse, if that's the case, then you kind of answered your question a minute ago. The onus then goes on those other 10 guys. Because you know that offensive coordinators are going to put their focus on blocking up 11. So Mm -hmm. that frees up Tank to a one-on-one. A guy that, hey, teams were not one-on-one blocking him, leaving him by himself. That gives Osa Digizua one-on-one matchup. So now it's on these other guys to win their matchups.
5: And and that's my point, is that Osa is not a guy that we consistently go into and say he's a one-on-one matchup beater. Like he's he, he hasn't been that guy, neither has Neville Gallimore. And I get the injuries that he suffered with, you know, last year. But there's while we while there's a logjam jam of guys who can actually play, none of those guys are actually proven guys that can go out there on a consistent basis. Consistent being the key word. So when people jump in my DM my my timeline and say, But you consistently <laughs> mm-hmm. go out there and dominate their matchup to where now you're a factor not just being maybe a rotational guy, that's when you really start going into that mode. Um, yeah, Tank's a guy who has proven before that he can be a dominant factor on 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 that side of the ball. Those other guys, they're good players. They're NFL-caliber players. But they're not guys who you're like, hey, look, guys, we're going to circle this dude yeah. right. and we're going to watch out him. for this dude. Yeah. They're not saying that about Neville Gallimard. Not Neville Gallimore, not yet. Yeah, they're not saying that about yeah. Ulsa. not yet. They're not saying that about 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 uh, uh, about uh, uh, Watkins. They're not saying that about um, Ridgeway or Tristan Hill. Yeah. None of those. They're not. That's just how this league works. Until you show me, 11 showed them. Yeah. yeah, they're saying that about 11. They're saying, hey, when the quarterback comes in line of scrimmage, guess what he's saying? Check, check, check. 11's right there. Right. Louis Louis Louie, Roger Roger Roger. That means the line is shifted. We're sl- no, 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 I know we were going left. We're going right cuz 11's over there. That's how we're going to play this. Those other guys, they haven't they haven't done enough to to warrant that level of respect. You respect them cuz you have to play them near opponent They're NFL guys. But their respect 11 respect to completely different type of respect.
3: Nate, let me ask you this, man, because you obviously and I've asked you this before played with some of the best uh that there is and when you have a guy like Micah and his interview yesterday was on uh, DallasCowboys.com just go back to it listen to Micah and he's talking about hunting David Hellman uh from Fox Mm -hmm. used to be here at Dallas Cowboys now with Fox uh ask him about you know when he misses the quarterback does he beat himself up he's like no you know you don't always get the first gazelle man get the third (laughs) you know when you're around a guy like that that has that hunt mentality and you're talking about guys like Osa Digizua uh Ridgeway, and guys like that, uh, Neville Gallimore, isn't that infectious? Uh, when you're playing with a guy like that, that you know is going to get a double team, that says to me, "Hey, I got to get, I got to beat my guy, Nate."
4: Yeah, especially if you're looking at the depth chart of the other team, or uh, you're looking at the student who's starting on the other team. You you're looking at uh, whether he's a, a red flag a blue flag, or however they rank their players. And if he's one of the guys where out of ten centers, he's the least of those ten centers. You, you look in your chops every time you get a one-on-one situation. You look licking your chops because y'all, you know, you, you know you got old, old bad player over there. You just take advantage of it. The thing, the thing that I don't want to get away from, fellas, is we talking about number eleven? We talking about number ninety? Who are great players that can play run and play pass? A lot of these guys are not uh, pass rushers. And we're going to find that out. And a lot of them are, going, are in here to stop the run, to give these other guys a chance to be who they need to be. Because if we don't stop the run with the Ridgeway, if he can't stop the run, we got pass rushes. We can move guys all over the field to rush the pass. We need for him to stop the run. And I know I'm going a different way, but if these guys don't stop the run, it's... It, It'll be back. It'll be back. Mike had it. He just went. We don't need that. How, how we they need look? These other guys that developed.
2: How they look yesterday? I've heard Bohanna. They A lot of reps. They, they,
4: oh, they look good. They, they 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 looked good in, in pass rush. They looked good uh, defensively doing doing the teams and stuff like that. They looked good. Like I said, uh, you know, they were going back and forth. They're going against on paper. I think one of the best uh, offenses and defense. Uh, Collectively, on paper, they got it, man. They, they, you go down there, they roster, man, and you can, you can just pick out seven guys on the offense, seven guys on defense. They got it. If they can play for one another and, and play for the love of the game, they are gonna go far this year.
3: All right, guys, we're gonna take our we're gonna take our final break, and Jesse might have made us retire the the bully pulpit the first time that he did it, uh, but we're gonna to have to rehash this, man, because I got some bones to pick with some people uh, on some other networks that's talking about our guy, uh, Mr. Spoon himself, Ezekiel Elliott. So stay locked in with us here for more hanging with the boys.
0: Brace yourself for an existential question. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it they go, you go? (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem. Like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me. Mickey Spagnola, the official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com.
5: Mobile banking requires downloading the app
3: and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. With the boys. Back to hanging with the boys. <laughs> Come watch the Dallas Cowboys practice during training camp at the Star presented by American Airlines. Open practice will take place for back-to-back nights at the Forest Center at the Star in Frisco. Join us for Cowboy Night on Tuesday, August 23rd, starting at 4 p.m. and open practice on Wednesday, August 24th at 6 p.m. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Back here at the SWBC Mortgage Studio, Kurt Thanks. Daniels. My man across from me, Jesse Holly, and Nate Newton is back. We thought we lost him. He did what he had to do real quick and now he's back and I'm Heckman Harrison for the final uh, segment
2: of Hanging with the Good Boys. On. Jesse just said we were ready for the NFL, didn't he?
3: He did. You did see that? That was a little bit All of credit. Right. I, I, I didn't know how to take that. I thought he was a misread, but he read no, it.
5: Right. No, I you was know, telling people, I said I said, CD's out with the, with the stitches and Noah Brown's out with the toe and and so that means Simi Hoku, Dennis Houston, Jalen Tolbert, Heckma Harris, Kurt Daniels all have something in common.
3: Boy, look, it never caught a touchdown. None of it, you man. guys have receptions
5: in the national football Not at all. Not anymore. at all. In, 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 you know, now, we, listen, I ain't too far from those guys. Uh, I only got a couple more than they got in the how that I've been there. But just briefly, th- that, that situation in its whole look is concerning to me because – Stitches here, a toe there, is a knee here or a hamstring there.
3: Yeah, we're on the verge. And
5: this is what we're looking at.
3: hmm Yeah.
5: What What we're probably going to see, I don't know. See, he's probably not going to go this weekend. No. So what we're looking at now, I don't know how good or bad Noah Brown's toe is. You know, I I could tell you if Noah Brown was on the bubble, that toe would be good. That's just <laughs> where we're at. Noah's in, in a place now where he's like, you know what? I'm My kinda toe robbed. I've kind of arrived a little bit. My toe. I'm not playing this game. But you're getting ready to see what life was going to be like if something, a toe, a knee, a hammy, a rib, a shoulder, a collarbone, a neck, a finger, a wrist, whatever, to C.D. Lamb, what it looks like.
3: Yeah. But as an organization, are you in the mind state like, look, we just got to get through the first quarter of the season, first four, because we know what we have coming back.
5: Tampa? Yeah, yeah. Cincy? Who's the next one?
2: Uh, is it Washington? Washington, New York then, is in there somewhere. Maybe it's New York. It's one of the NFC's teams. Like yeah, you, it's
5: New York. So, so, so. I mean, you could come out of there two and two. That did a great start to your season. No. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, I don't know why there's this misconception yeah, yeah. of as soon as Michael Gall- Michael Gallup comes back, he's going to be the old Michael Gallup. It mm-hmm. doesn't happen that way, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Gallup is going to take, even when he comes back, it's going to take a few weeks for him to kind of get his footing back underneath him, getting trust the, you me. know, just, just getting trust in the knee, you know, cause you, it's, 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 and I love Britt Brown. That's my dude. Love Britt. It's one thing to run routes on the side of Britt, Britt Brown. It's a whole other thing to run routes in a game. Like to, even the conditioning level. I don't care how much running you do on the side in the offseason. There's a whole different level of conditioning that you need in game. Your pads are on. Someone's on. Someone's hanging on you. You're fighting somebody off. You're running, stopping, running, stopping. Um, Your your, your levels are just up. Everything's up. So different levels. So it's going to take Michael Gallup a few weeks. High-hand coordination, just seeing the ball come out of there. You know, what is what is it like catching a pass now with someone <laughs> hanging on me? Right. What is it like catching a ball? Like, I ain't had I ain't got hit by a safety in a long time. What happens now when I come across the middle and that safety's there? Am I ready for that hit? Am I thinking about that? And we so,
3: have two players that are in that same position. You see what I'm saying? And so, they haven't made any moves either, Jesse. So,
5: and, and that's the concerning part. That is the, that is the most concerning part. And we're going to see a lot this weekend when, I, I hope, that four is playing Dak Prescott, and what these other guys we talk about the Semifahokus of the world, and the in the Dennis Houston's and the Jalen Tobits and all that, and good that they're having good practices. Fine,
4: they're willing to take that chance,
5: and that's a wild they're chance willing. to take, hmm.
4: to me. They they are. They're willing to take that chance. Remember about four or five years ago, it was like wow, receiver by committee.
2: Yep.
4: And if if Ceedee Lamb go down, that's what you will have the first four weeks. Is and I think that. They're saying if we are two and two, and we get these guys back, and that, and if we are at the halfway point, four and five or five and four, they still think they can probably make a run. I mean, that, because if we're looking at it, the reality of the team, a receiver just ain't gonna come in here in two two weeks, learn our offense, I'll learn I'll learn the language. You know, he may know the route tree, but then he ain't gonna just come in in two weeks and learn the language. So if they get past this game and nobody get hurt, I say somebody get hurt, you think in two weeks they're going to bring a guy in here that lets you bring in a veteran guy who right. knows our system? So they, they, they are telling you, when we lost the linebacker, the LSU kid, they heard of got guy barring him. Oh, my God, we better get somebody in here to help us win, help us uh, get some depth. They think they got it, fellas. From what they showing us right now, they think they got it. So, Jesse, I'm, I'm with you 100%, but I don't think they are.
3: Cool. Uh, talking about something that's wild, guys, yesterday, uh, f- a former NFL VP exec uh, was asked if the Cowboys have to run the offense through e- Ezekiel Elliott, where would we finish? And this former VP, who will remain nameless, said that the Cowboys will finish third in the NFC East hmm. if this offense runs through Ezekiel Elliott, basically saying that Zeke is yesterday's news uh, and that he is average at best, wow. okay? This is the opinion of some that are out there, and maybe some even in Cowboy Nation that are thinking that Zeke isn't even the best running back on this roster. And, and guys, it it, it 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 pisses me off. It, it, it does, uh, because the numbers don't lie. More carries since 2016. Nobody's had more carries, more yards than Zeke since 2016. And then the biggest down for running backs to me is third down. Okay? Third down, 18 conversions on third down. And also the toughness and availability that he has shown in our offense to now say that he is yesterday's news. I'm going to lean heavily on guys that have played this game, that know the game, but you've got to tell me, Nate, you have played with the world's best running back to ever tote of football. What is your opinion when you hear uh executives make uh have takes like that on Ezekiel Elliott?
4: They, they they have a right to. They have they have a right to. They 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 think they have seen the film and they they've made their opinion. And so they they have a right to what what we have to understand is all those things you said don't favor a running back. If it was a quarterback or maybe a wide receiver, or an offensive guard, all of that would be favorable running back. It just puts a bad spot on a guy. Most carries most this most that, and even though it's positive, it don't look well for a running back right about now. You, you run Zeke 10, 15, maybe 20 touches, depending on how big the game is and how bad we need this game, which we do need them all. Uh, You build him up as the season goes. You let Tony Parler do his thing early and often. And as the season goes on, and if it warrants you, you, that's when you start brutalizing Zeke. I mean, you take advantage of of his physicalness, his third down abilities, all of his capabilities. And by then, your offensive line maybe uh, will be as one unit.
5: Nate, I have an offensive line question. Is it easier to run block or pass block?
4: Run. Run all day. It's easier to run block. It's easier to run block to get on to people. But it's special when you can pass block. It's very special when you can pass block, pass block, and will keep you in the lead. That's like a run defender. When you're young and strong and cheap, everybody wants you, and they'll pay you up to five or six years. But as about that seventh, eighth year, you got to be a hell of a pass rusher for them to keep you.
2: Going back to your your original question about Zeke, I don't think. The offense can center on him. I think that's what the question was: is can, Do the Cowboys be successful if the offense is going to go through Zeke? I don't think it can. It's got to go through Dak. I mean, it's a passing league; they have to do it. But Zeke has to provide. There has to be some that kind balance. of running game. Yeah, and not—it's not a 50-50 balance anymore. It's you know, it's going to be a heavy passing. That's the way it is now. But Zeke has to be, and he has to be healthy. He obviously must be the better back because for three years now we keep talking about Pollard, and he's still not seeing any action. So. I think Paul, Paul will get – he'll be a complimentary back, but Zeke has to do his job, which is just as a part of the he's, offense, He's not increased the offense. every
4: year, though, Kurt. Go look at his stats. Tony yeah. He's increased every year. And yeah. Zeke's numbers have uh, – carries have went down. Well, and, I and, think, that, and I think that will continue to happen. I think that will continue to happen if the offensive coordinator, running back coach – an offensive line coach, look at what's going on.
2: Well, that's if you, the, that's if the you key. History
4: be, yes. If you let history be a part of what you're doing, you will see that, okay, we need to find more inventive ways and really not more inventive ways. Just hope Jake Ferguson Jake Ferguson, Ferguson can, block, can get in the way of somebody on the end of the line so we can get this kid out of space. Parlors. If you do that right there four or five times a game, you can keep
5: everything honest.
2: Yeah, I think, I think we all agree that we'd like to see Paula more, but believe it when we see it. You know?
3: Jesse, you over there thinking something, what is it?
5: No, the, this team will be a run-dominant team earlier in the season. Think so? 100%.
2: Why? You got to.
5: When, you watch, when you, you watch this offensive line in practice, when you look at what they have at receiver, this offensive line has done a much better job when they're in run-down situations. Yeah. They are struggling in pass-down situations. Tyler Smith, when he has to be in a pass down situation, you're talking about, you know, if, if this is going to be a pass dominant team, that means Dak's going on a the ball 30 plus times or more. The numbers already show when he gets to 10 of that number, he's not a good, he's not. I shouldn't say not a good quarterback. He, he's not as efficient as he is when his when his throws are at 25 or less. You, I mean, I, I don't. If, if McGovern is in there, Terrence Still is, is struggling in there. Um, tyron Smith even was, was struggling there what is your center going to be so if you continue to put this offensive line in those passing down situations more often than not they're going to lose so you have to establish and this this goes this conversation goes all the way back to how we started the show about the changing of the culture this team will have to be a run dominant football team early on mm. um yeah. because Can they win that way though can you win that way? Yeah. Your hope is, is that I can control the game offensively and then my defense can come up with enough plays to keep us either winning that game or keep us in the game that in the fourth quarter we can be whatever we want to be.
4: Hey, Kurt, let me, let me say this. That most successful years were when we ran the ball 45% of the time and that's with him being instinctive when he ran. That, that's what we got got away from when Dak can be instinctive, instinctive when he runs the ball and when he when he keeps the ball. And now all of a sudden our offense deals better because he's totally into the game. And now we we have a full arsenal of how we can attack you. But if we just a drop back, drop back, drop back, and no threat of the run at all, yeah. At the end of the night, we'll say, "Hey, boy, Dak, Dak threw for for 500 yards, man. He had." Four touchdowns and two interceptions. That cost us the game. Nah, you don't want to hear that. You don't want it to go like that. You want it to go more like what Jess is preaching.
3: No, that is mm-hmm. precisely what, what – I mean, and you make the point perfect, man, with what we have uh, on the outside. Basically yeah. putting it in the hands of your running back and allowing him to carry the load to loosen things up for then the, those lanes for the offense also opens up to be able to pass the ball. I don't – when I asked the question about Tony Pollard, you know about him getting more carries, you know what you said? I believe it when I see it. <laughs> that was, a, that yeah. was
4: exactly yeah. what you, I'll be, you it said. Comes a, it comes a point, man, where it comes a point as ownership. Guys, I, it's, and, and, they, you, it's it, not it,
5: happening. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. For, uh, let me just say this right now. Let me, let me just. I'm, I'm and I'm willing to jump out on this ledge. This is my camera, Jazzy. Thank you. It's not <laughs> happening. Unless Zeke is hurt, Tony Pollard, as long as Zeke is in a uniform in the, for the Dallas Cowboys, it's not happening. They're paying Zeke a boatload of money. That matters. I'm sorry, guys. We can say it's about team and about sport. It's a business. I'm not putting a guy that I got to pay. What is he up this year? $16 million, Kurt? Oh, yeah, it's 16, 17. Guarantee you. You think I put him on the bench? You're out of your mind. We ain't saying put him on the bench. It's not Nate. You know what's not happening? You might mix Tony they, Pollard and, up in there, and, and then, the, and the, and then this whole saying, and then this whole thing of Tony of Pollard day, Tony going Tony to play Pala receiver, Pala got, a guy got who never ran routes before. That ain't hit. happening either.
3: What'd you say, Nate? If, if Zeke
4: touched the ball 20 times and Tupala touches uh, 15 or 20, ain't nobody mad?
5: See, and, and management Management going Management's saying that. Management is saying, nah, nah, management saying nah, math not. ain't mathing. <laughs> Manage, <laughs> management nah. saying 20 nah, and 16 if you win games,
4: don't make. This is, what, this is what we don't forget because we have not been consistent winners. But if you're winning games, nobody's going to raise that hell but Zeke. In his, in his, and Zeke's not gonna raise hell. Cause guess what? I mean, but his, uh, check's what is clearing. his, his <laughs> what is managers handle the, what do they call the thing? Handlers. Agent. The, the Agent. check is,
5: Zeke's not, Zeke's not even the guy, that even, like, he's, he's gonna be fine either way. Check's clear. Hey guys, I'm gonna be on this roster week one. The check is going to clear. I'm good on all fronts of getting my bread. So Zeke's not gonna be mad. And you're right, Nate. If there's winning, Zeke's not gonna be mad at all. But
4: yes, that's what I'm to say. there's some folks that so, sit
5: in the box that are saying, Hey, I do stamp those checks every week, and my seat and his seat for what I'm paying him shouldn't look the same. He should All have grass stains. All I'm telling
4: dates. you is they're not going to worry about it if they're winning. They're not going to. If a they're winning, in the mix. Nate, yeah. if I was and if I was faster,
5: we'd have had a 78-yard touchdown. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> and if I was faster, I'd have been a fullback instead of a, a running But it ain't. Okay. So there's a lot of yeah. ifs to this thing happening. That yeah. if the Cowboys are winning if 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 yeah i've yeah, heard that if was a fifth right if if, if yeah i heard that if my aunt had texted she'd be my uncle hey yeah, you know what no, i mean like, it's a lot of things going
3: on hey nate before right, you now, have to too go that's small about that's too small
5: <laughs> about hey I'm nate before you have to go see still be a woman right
3: before you have to go see colin cal again uh the, you know we we rely heavily on you and i want to thank you nate uh for coming on this is your show uh, but yeah. but thank you for hanging on and coming back with us today, guys. Hell of a show. God, I think we gave God, I think God. we gave the people what they needed to d- today. Uh, and, and we'll be back. I don't know what the schedule is. What's what's the schedule, Kurt? Uh, Kurt, don't worry about it. Kurt, we'll be back. Maybe. That's all, that's all we know. They might fire you. They might fire. <laughs> <laughs> but but, we, but
5: I, right. ne- I never take. I, I, I've no, been man. fired enough to know it is a possibility. It still works, Jesse. It still works work. work today, baby. But tomorrow, Derek might be like, "Hey, leave it on
2: my desk before you
5: when you come." <laughs> man, thank, thank y'all.
2: So we'll have to keep you posted.
5: Thank y'all for hanging
3: in with us, and it's been another one hanging with the boys. And we'll check you next time. Bye bye.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
4: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!